the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Armando Arvizu, and here with always I have... Oh, as always, with you forever <laughs> and ever, it's me, Jordan Garcia. Welcome, Jordan. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if this is your first time, welcome. And if you're coming back, uh, thanks for listening again. But if you haven't listened to us, uh, we're the Criterion Cult Film Podcast, and what we do here is we watch a film from the Criterion Collection... And then we pair it with a film we deem worthy of the Criterion uh, stamp of approval. Stamp of approval. Belong in the cult. We yeah. are the cult, and we uh, we let Criterion knows know what goes in and what goes out. Yeah, and, and we explain to you why. Yeah, exactly. So we review and discuss both films, and we kind of give them a rating, and uh, and then we deem whether one this person brought in a film worthy enough to in the criterion collection yeah and i always do and yeah <laughs> do you i do i have yeah you have a but good track record is, but today is you yeah today is my episode and it's, it's featuring our demigod jonathan demi yep that's right uh, we are worshiping the demigod today which is crazy because we're recording it's not going to be out on his birthday but we're actually recording on his birthday yeah. r.i.p to jonathan demi yeah, one of the R. greats yeah he has a great filmography and we're talking about two of his earlier works, kind of. Well, like I guess in the, yeah, no, kind of early. Early, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty early before uh, he was working. He was working with uh, Corman, R- Roger Corman before. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's after him. Corman. Yeah. Definitely, which is kind of super early, but yeah. I doubt most people have seen those. Uh, this is yeah. like early, sort of when. He's yeah, breaking after, out more. Yeah, when sure. he was more mainstream and after yeah. he'd done a, a lot of music video stuff. Yeah, he was pretty popular doing music videos, especially for um, The Talking Heads. He did Stop Making Sense, that film uh, yeah, documentary, yeah. the concert movie. Which I'm surprised isn't out on Criterion, which I'm sure they probably can't get the rights to it because I'm sure it gets certain types of releases. But I feel yeah. like Criterion would have put that out already because it's him. You know? Yeah, it's da- David Byrne. And they yeah. put out True Stories. What yeah, that's yeah. What's called? Yeah. So yeah, let's uh yeah, so something wild from 1986, uh, spine number 563 directed by Jonathan Demi, written by E uh E Max Fry and then uh the director of cinematography who works with both films or a lot of his films is uh Tak uh Fuji, Fujimoto. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. then so uh, something wild is about a free-spirited w- woman um uh, kidnaps a yuppie for a, a, a weekend adventure, but the fun quickly takes a dangerous turn when her ex-convict husband shows up. And yes, uh, the yuppie is Jeff Daniels. Uh, the free-spirited woman is Melanie Griffith, Audrey Lulu, or they call her. And then the, the ex-convict husband is Ray Liotta, which is his big star, his big break. Yeah, this is like how he became famous, pretty much. I'm sure he was doing stage stuff and acting in TV mm-hmm. and stuff, but this was when everyone was like, oh, okay, like let's put Ray Liotta and stuff. And also, that's when they figured out he was a menacing motherfucker. Yeah. At least in, in movies. At least he could be a very scary person. Yeah, because in this, when he shows up in this movie, you're scared. Like, yeah, I don't absolutely. know how. Jeff Daniels kind of plays it kind of cool because he's kind of a. Uh, he just doesn't know, you know. So he's like, he thinks he can just say like, "Oh, this is my like, oh, we've been married almost a year," and blah blah. blah which, which we'll get into the story or whatever, uh, to to Audrey or whatever. But it's actually his wife, uh, Ray Liotta's wife. He's the ex-convict and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, something wild. I'd never seen this. You had actually shown this to me because you bought it for. You have it in your collection. 
of Criterion's and uh... that's right, Criterion. <laughs> I paid for it. Didn't illegally download it, <clears throat> even though I own the channel. You can watch it there. Wait, I don't know. Is it streaming? No, I don't think it's on the channel. It's yet. not. Well, yeah. that's your first mistake. It was, but but yeah. That's your first mistake is not having it streaming all the time, and your second mistake is not letting me have shit for free. All right. <laughs> not letting us in the closet. But I do own it. Yes. But yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, because you said it was one of those movies that was always on Comedy Central and just like you would catch it whenever, whenever. But when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is like, uh, I'm surprised I never saw this. It's just like one of the, it's just such a fun movie. And like, it's uh, Max Fry's like kind of like a first big script, I guess. He wrote it in film school and it feels like kind of like a first script when you're like a young writer and you're just kind of writing that male fantasy because you're this you're this guy who's kind of stuck in like um you know the the corporate world and like you know the real world the yeah you're like of, a button-up guy you, you just know, do everything family. by the rules you're, yeah, yeah you have a family and but that didn't work out for you and now you, you get this excitement because this uh attractive woman just like kind of like whisks you away you know and yeah she she it's not that she kidnaps him because even in the in yeah the, it's air quotes the around kidnaps. It's, yeah. yeah it's air quotes but it's she just sort of tricks him into all these little schemes and things that yeah. she's doing because she's an attractive and, and, and alluring person. She's yeah. free-spirited, and again, he's like a button-up dude. So it's like you have this woman who's just so, uh, you know, the manic pixie dream girl, pretty yeah, much, in exactly, a way. Exactly, yeah. Where it's like, she has yeah, the pixie haircut, or the pixie wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if you were a dude in film school, and more than likely, you're sort of writing these prototypes, right? You're writing mm-hmm. the button-up dude, which is Jeff Daniels, and you're writing the manic pixie dream girl, who is just there to kind of take him out of that, and then you have the villain who take you on an adventure, you know? right? Who's a, who's to take him out of? Who's to unbutton him up? Because yeah. he's too buttoned Loosen up. Loosen his tie. Yes, and so and then Ray Liotta's kind of the 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 typical villain in a way, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about how I think Jonathan Demme maybe elevates the script more in his direction. Definitely, I think, yeah, along with sure, yeah. the actors. But yeah, so and Ray Liotta is just sort of the the primal, just animalistic bad guy. Well, just all he does is is shoot, stab, and punch. Mm-hmm. You know, he he and he yells. You know, but and, and he's charming and like in a, I don't know, not like a, no, no, no. I don't know. He's pretty charming though. Like you know, to who right, but like in a very sly, sly. Yeah, you know, there's something he's behind sneaky, that yeah. smile. You you're just like, oh yeah, he's he's being nice to me because he's probably gonna stab me. But not everyone notice thinks he's like a. Like, there's something behind that smile. They just fall for it or whatever. Well, I guess so. You know? But, yeah. But, I mean, us as a viewer obviously can see that. That he's this sly person and there is something behind that smile. And he would stab you or shoot you or whatever, you know? Yeah, which is great because Ray Liotta's perfect for that. He's perfect for that in terms of the role. And then, yeah, his face. I mean, he's just... He's an attractive guy. Yeah. Not only is he very good looking, but, again, he has that... You know, devil may care attitude. And yeah. That little sly little look in his eye. Yeah, definitely. We're just like, you know what? I go on a date with this guy. Sure, the car he's picking me up in might be stolen. And we're probably going to have to run out on the bill at the restaurant. But, you know, he's cute. But it's fun. He makes it yeah. fun, though. Like He's what, exciting. Which, obviously... Uh, is sort of what Melanie Jeff Griffith is doing character, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Melanie Griffith's character probably learned from Ray Liotta how to run out on a bill. Oh, and like, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, she's doing all the tricks that he's doing, but not so... I mean, it does feel really devious when you're first doing it because, like, he's just not used to, used to this because it starts off, Jeff Daniel runs out on his bill, you know? 
at yeah. a at a restaurant or whatever. Just a rich guy, just being an asshole, yeah. just trying just, to. He has the money for just it, but trying he just, to like yeah. I don't know, reignite his life. You know, find yeah, I guess something, live a little. You know, sure. like just yeah. live on the edge. Like that's like that's how much edge he can live on. You know, like right. he can think of at this point in his life. You know, because you find out later he's not a married. He, he's divorced. His wife had an affair with the dentist and stuff like that. You know, so he is looking for this adventure. And Melanie Griffith picks him out, you know, because she sees that he's running out on his tab in the restaurant that they're at before they meet. Yeah. And so she what's funny is that when I would first see it on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. well, I also want to get into this a little bit, too, as we're talking about uh, that that scene, the beginning of it, mm-hmm. where I'm watching it on Comedy Central. Right. And what I used to watch on Comedy Central when I was younger was like kids in the hall reruns mm-hmm. yeah and just stuff like that you know whatever that like funny stuff and not to say that something wild isn't funny but it was more serious and more drama to me mm-hmm. than i ever felt that it, that it that it was funny and so the beginning when i would watch it when i was younger and i would watch that beginning scene where she noticed is jeff daniels in the diner and he's not gonna pay for his check and he runs out and she follows him I immediately thought there was some sort of because again when you watch it on TV you don't ever see it from beginning to end yeah. you just kind of see from parts from of it. apart yeah so from, I'd yeah. seen parts of it uh, already already from mm-hmm. after that point and this is at the beginning of the film yeah so I'd never seen the beginning of the film and I see that and I was like oh okay and I still hadn't even seen the end yet yeah and so I'm just like oh okay she's like that's a mark she's like a, a con artist yeah and yeah. she found this guy who she knows that she could trick into these things but that's not even really the case she doesn't even really do it for any kind of real i don't know real reason she's just sort of having fun i guess uh well she kind of has a reason because she does want to take someone to her high school reunion oh sure but i mean you know i guess that's because he looks like the that's like a yuppie guy or whatever yeah that's like a buffalo 66 type of thing i guess right <laughs> i guess so but that's funny where, that you you mentioned force, that... where he has you have to take a date so you force someone to like you just yeah, like yeah, trick them exactly. into being your date because you don't want to like not well, yeah impress she tricked them into being her husband yeah to, yeah to take her to her mom you know yeah that's, so yeah. but that's funny that you mentioned in the beginning how it's not funny I mean, kind of. I mean, after you see it, you're like, oh, it is kind of fun. Like, you know, but if you saw that, if you just catch it from the ending, it's definitely not funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, know, the, It's really dramatic and serious. And... Because even though the, the beginning half of it, what Demi does is he's able to kind of make this sort of very fun and exciting film where the mm-hmm. f- the way he films it is very much melanie griffith it's just free-spirited it's whimsical it's all over yeah. the place it's, it's, it's colorful fun. it's colorful like, you know, it's bright it's it's very exciting the music mm-hmm. is is very vibrant and, and lively and then and so they're, is the they're direction also on this kind of like almost road trip too you know because right. they're going to philadelphia yeah. or pennsylvania wherever she's from or whatever yeah, it would you have know. been great if there would have been a uh, scene where Jeff Daniels was seeing, singing Mockingbird, the Ma <laughs> game, because it, tra- yeah. it would have been like a Dumb and Dumber uh-huh. thing. If anybody, <laughs> you guys know. But yeah, so and then once Ray Liotta shows up, it's very, you know, it, it still has that vibe a little bit, but it's more extreme. It's more serious. Yeah. It, it's not as Je- fun and whimsical. Well, yeah, know? because yeah, when, when they run into Ray Liotta at the high school reunion, um... Jeff Daniels doesn't realize the dangers he isn't. Right, now, he doesn't know, you know the backstory. He so doesn't know. Well, he's still, yeah. So he's like. Neither do we either. Yeah, 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 definitely. At but that I, point. But you know, we're he's not completely kind of, sure. We know he he's something. Yeah. We're just, I mean, we assume he's the husband. That's mm-hmm. what I assumed, you know. Yeah. But 
you're not sure do you like and then because you find out that he came out of prison and all this stuff mm -hmm. and it, yeah it just it's you're right because nobody but, really knows so but, there's no reason for them to like you were saying earlier there's no reason for them to see that shit behind his smile mm -hmm. yeah. yeah but yeah exactly and then jeff daniels is already on this adventure so he's kind of having fun with it now he's like let loose you know he's like already lied to uh melanie griffith's mother who said like they said they were married and stuff like that and right. now he's lying to all these like high school high school people that she went to with went to high school with or whatever you know so he's just having fun with it now and that's what he thinks ray liotta is just another um you know um like old high school yeah, buddy that he can just like, yeah, just yeah, joke around with, joke and, around with and they can right. lie about their life that their life that they have together or whatever. He doesn't realize he has a gun and he's a good fella, <laughs> <laughs> and he's always wanted to be a good yeah. fella. He never rats on his friends. Hey, he's a good guy. He's a good fella. He say. never rats yeah. on his friends until he really needs to. <laughs> <laughs> until he absolutely needs to. Well, they were gonna kill. Him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah well. I mean that's what happens. Anyway, Ray Liotta is uh, so. Yeah, so Demi does a great job, I think, as he always does. Yeah. Of what here, as we talk about it being on Comedy Central, it is a comedy, but because I think the script maybe, I don't know, I haven't read the script, mm -hmm. but I think the script may have been a little more comedic than, mm -hmm. than maybe, Demi yeah. might have let through. I think Demi really cared about the characters and what was happening yes, definitely. between that and that mm -hmm. dynamic more than he cared about the comedy even though there is it is there mm -hmm. but he likes i i just love that he's letting the drama um and and the characters come out and, and the characters yeah. actually uh stand out above because it is very much a comedy and you get that vibe and there and there are jokes there but they're very subtle there, there's never big there are yeah, some not big laughs like, but, yeah. but there are yeah there aren't like big laughs yeah. where i'm just saying where i'm just yeah. like why is this on comedy central sure yeah. It could be considered a comedy, but I don't know. You know, I, usually on Comedy Central, I'm watching Billy Madison or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, or yeah, I don't know what else, but, but yeah, like definitely, like you could see this film and be like, you could see it going somewhere else, leaning more into the comedy than bringing out the drama in the characters and like the situations and stuff like that, and that kind of being the the comedy a little bit, but more as, but just as comedic and dramatic as well you know yeah so you could see it where it's like this could be a national lampoons movie and just be trash you know oh for sure <laughs> you know there is that and it's the actors too the actors are great all the like melanie griffith jeff daniels ray liotta like we said like once ray liotta is on the screen you notice ray liotta on the screen like you know he's like he just has those piercing eyes you know that yeah. look through you you know and, th and there's very much also too like you and with the other actors with melanie griffin how you know, she is sort of just playing the manic pixie dream girl and also just sort of the, the sex uh, kind of symbol for both of the men. Mm -hmm. But she adds like a lot of layers to it. And I think her and Demi probably worked on the character in a way to make it so that she wasn't just the manic pixie dream girl. She yeah. could be in the script is what is what I think what I was saying trying to say earlier. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think yeah, that definitely. Demi really elevated her character yes he elevated all woman. three of them yeah, where they yeah. could have just been these simple prototypes mm -hmm. and you know because again it was sort of just the button-up guy the mm -hmm. the primal crook guy yeah and yeah. then the free-spirited manic pixie dream girl that is the script but i think mm -hmm. the film along with the act the acting and mm -hmm. the directing is what elevates that and really brings makes that more three-dimensional than it than it might have been like you said like a national lampoon comedy or something yeah just like really yes. bad we could have had some like they would have had like uh you know john belushi in like glasses and a tie for him to be the button-up guy and then you know uh 
somebody else to be the crazy guy or whatever. Yeah, you know? there's just like this, like, um, especially like in the past decade, I think they've been trying to do this kind of movie, you know, where it's serious and funny, mm-hmm. you know, but it's always just just wacky for wacky's sake, you know, like. Well, I think a lot of. Uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff ends up because of the improvisation of it. A lot of yeah. those, new, a lot of the newer films that try to do serious, um, dark comedy, usually rely on improv from yeah. their improv actors, and those scenes always kind of make it feel out of place. Yeah, I definitely. mean, we, you know, just to bring up a little quick thing, you know, talking about something like Promising Young Women, which is a newer film. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that, they have a bunch of actors like Bo Burnham and which McLovin. I think is a little. She has some demi nod in that film. Def- when I when we watched it, I I thought I saw. Yeah, I you can know, see like that. just yeah, the popping sure. colors, uh, the title, the title screen when promising young woman, like yeah. And our next film, Married to the Mob, it's like I feel it's like the same kind of vibe. Almost. Hey, I I can definitely feel that now you know? that you're saying that. I you know I wouldn't think of it right away, but for sure I I can't imagine that she doesn't have like I mean who doesn't love Jonathan Demi and doesn't yeah. want to be influenced by the way he shoots shit. But I'm saying, but yeah, but for. For what I for what I meant was that like yeah that that but this is a good example like earlier I was talking about bad examples how they're trying to like remake dramatic comedies you know or try to make really dramatic comedies right you know, so right like, yeah but what I'm saying is that because a lot of what what this is a good example yes promising young woman but yeah. a lot of those other things suffer from the fact that they have people like McLovin and Bo Burnham and, yeah, yeah. and they do this sort of improvisational awkward mm-hmm. acting that doesn't fit with the tone of what the movie is. Yeah. Right, and so that's kind of what was my problem with promising young women. But I realized that that's kind of what, what she they was were going, going for. for. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that makes sense. So what? Yeah, but but certain comedies will do that in a way where you're just like, oh, you know, th- these are just bumbling idiots that are they're just trying to be funny in this improvisation. They're yeah, not exactly. Really trying to find character and really trying to find the deeper meaning of their lines. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jeff Daniels and Ray Liotta and Melanie Griffin and even all the little characters that he has throughout the film, the little, uh, you know, the, who just have little funny parts, you know, yeah. these little funny characters that pop up throughout their journey. John Waters pops up. Yeah, John Waters, the great John Waters is yeah. in there. And they all just, they, they, it, they all just bounce and jump with personality. Yeah. You know, not only because of the way that Demi fills them, films them with mm-hmm. the colors that pop and, and, and the way that he's just very vibrant in his camera work yeah. and his close-ups are just very... Uh, detailed and just so i mean the the last the, the ending with the close-ups of ray Liotta and jeff daniels going back to back you know when when it ends when you know jeff daniels accidentally sort of stabs him mm-hmm. uh spoiler alert uh, and it, it's just so detailed and just so you see every crevice in ray Liotta's face and and you just see like everything just looks so um uh it's framed in such a way that I can't even explain it because I'm not even smart but, enough to know no, how to do it. Yeah, but, I know I know exactly what you're talking about because he's famous for those like close-up shots where they look directly into the camera, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that's like an older movie thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Hitchcock did that a lot. And like, I mean, the end, that, that bathroom scene where they're all fighting, you know, with one another is, a, it's not psycho but it's kind of like little nods to psycho you know just oh, the for, water running sure. and stuff like that how they're in the restroom yeah and just like and just even if it's you, like low budget you know no to psycho i mean yeah. you know you could tell it's low budget but he works that low budget to make it seem like it's not yeah it's you know like it's homage but it's not like oh that's a scene from oh, Psycho. For sure, you know for like sure. it's yeah, not yeah. like but like just like how he does those uh like those like close-ups uh face shots of, of the reactions is like totally psycho because they do that a lot you know when the guy's falling down the stairs oh, and, psycho all right yeah but <laughs> but yeah those are awesome i just i just 
like his film i don't know i just love his directing you know it just it just catches my attention and that's why i brought married to the mob you know because that's just a film that caught my attention when i was a lot younger and probably didn't really understand the film at all you know like i thought it was more of a fun kind of movie which it is you know but there's a lot more i feel going on just like something wild there's a lot more going on you know like it's all about like control and like right. you know what people perceive of you you know like yeah and how you're supposed to act right you know, it, yeah like jeff downs feels like he has to say he's still married and like you know has a good family life yeah and, it's a safe face he, yeah in front of certain people and melanie griffith thinks that too and like she does that too with him like when she takes him to meet her mom you know like she has to be married to this guy you know and, the, yeah, and they're happy she's taking him to the high school reunion yeah. as well so she has to have a husband yeah exactly but ray liotta is and like so like Melly Griffith is, is, is kind of like, you know, like Jeff Daniels job and all this stuff. Yuppie shit is controlling him. And then eventually Melly Griffith is kind of controlling him. But then Ray Liotta comes in and he's controlling both of them, you know, and they try to like turn the table on that stuff. Yeah, because even him thinking that, oh, I'm with this free spirited woman, but he's doing everything she says. So he's yeah. still controlled. Yeah. It's not till the end where he's like out of her control and he quits his job that he's sort of that he's really free yeah that yeah it is really about that like both of them are both of these films are about that idea of control of where there is this idea of what society wants you to be mm-hmm. but how you should act where and melanie yeah, griffin society's controlling you yeah you melanie know? griffin is just free-spirited she acts how she acts she's wearing you know as one of the characters says she wears you, black satanic uh, imagery yeah. on her but yeah you think she's like this free-spirited person but yeah she's not in the end she's unhappy you know, again yes she's still under control yeah. yes she's still dissatisfied with her life just like you know like what i just like jeff daniels is you know like he has the big you know like executive yeah. job he just got promoted but he's really unhappy you know yeah man Emax fry he's going he's doing that film school <laughs> that film school psychology baby digging yeah. deep it's the button it's the button up yuppie versus the primal man <laughs> and really yeah really yeah. definitely that primal he's man, just you know? sort of the animal instinct yeah. just to act like take what you want like you know just a caveman yeah take Straight it up. yeah like, yeah there's you see no it, take it yeah. yeah you can just take shit by force why even ask there's for no it? thinking about it yeah, yeah there's definitely. no reason and Jeff Daniels is sort of, you know, I uh, make business meetings, make calls, you know, make appointments, make meetings. Yeah, where he, yeah, when he gets kidnapped, he's like, oh, I got to call my office. They'll think I can't be, I, I'm not at lunch this long. They can't, I have to go back, you know, like, oh, I, I can't charge this on the credit card because they'll see what were you doing in Long Island at 3.30, you know, stuff like that. You know, he's still being controlled by all these things. Yeah. And he's like his regular habits or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I think, and, you know, as, you know, Demi did earlier shit with roger corman and i think that led him also have that idea of that anti-control he didn't want to be controlled either as mm-hmm. a director he yeah. didn't want to have somebody tell him how to do his shit which i think you know we're going to talk about married to the mob but just a little bit as we wrap it up to, yeah. for for uh this his filmography changes all the time Mm -hmm. he never is you know he has these little chunks where he does sort of these different styles and and i think it was because he did you know maybe studios were like well you know what we like something wild we want you to come and do this that way and he's just like nope like that's not what i think this this film requires yeah and and how you you know he can go from something wild to uh, married to the mob which are very similar and then do silence of the land yeah neck like after extreme, married to the mob yeah which is, which is just you know if 
if a lot of people don't really know who Jonathan Demme is as a director, you'll know he did Silence of the Lambs. You'll know Silence of yeah. the Lambs. And you'll know that most of his other films are not like that. In, in the terms of yeah, that... Yeah, he never did another horror movie. Right. Like, or not, a psychological, not or psychological thriller, right. I mean, you know? Beloved, I think, is a bit kind of in that. Right? I don't know if it is or not. I don't Isn't think it so. kind of about ghosts? I, I don't know. Thought? I'm not too sure. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know the story yeah, of so. it, actually. But he did Beloved as well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's what I really it's it's crazy that he's able to sort of have that those chunks of directing periods Mm -hmm. these comedies and then he does the serious stuff with uh science of the lambs philadelphia yeah and then i think there's one more in there that's uh serious and then he kind of has the that the last kind of uh ending that he did where he uh, did Rachel getting married and then yeah, Rick in the I've, Flash and a lot of different uh, documentaries and, and yeah. he always did musicals and documentaries stuff yeah but, music stuff yeah yeah but yeah yeah he, when he does uh, Rachel getting married yeah it's like he's like really free you know like that's where it's just the camera's just flowing in and out of yeah like, he just did whatever he wanted you know? yeah yeah I love that movie too but yeah I, I don't know do you want to wrap it up on something wild or yeah. you ready <clears throat> yeah let's do last thoughts for it yeah let's let's hear your last thoughts then or should i go no i'm down to go okay. my last thoughts because i love jonathan demi we both yeah well, we both obviously demi do. heads yeah we're demi god uh, <laughs> worshipers and so uh with something wild again i couldn't say that it's a laugh out loud comedy uh that everyone would sit down and you're just gonna chuckle and you're just gonna it's a knee slapper no but it's got funny moments. But I would recommend it to everyone because I think that it really is a solid film in terms of you can just sit back and it just flows. There is yeah. no stop. It doesn't stall. It never gets boring. You're always kind of wondering where it's going to go, especially if you haven't seen it. You're always sort of wondering, like, what is going on? Why is anyone doing what they're doing? That you know, And it's just very fun. And, and also, you know, we didn't really get into it too much, but Jonathan Demi just has a great soundtrack with live music. How it just mm-hmm. feels very vibrant and it really attaches on to the characters. You know, it was, we'll talk about that later too, where I think the music really just feels like Michelle Pfeiffer. We're here. Yeah. The music yeah. really feels like Melanie Griffin. It yeah. just feels like, you know, well, at the, that's the, like her character. The high school reunion, he has that band, The Feelies, playing, uh-huh. you know, and that yeah. was like an 80s band that's pretty kind of popular, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah, so he was, just, he, I mean, you know, and we, obviously we know Damien's great with music because he did all those great musical uh, documentaries, music videos, yeah. things like that. But to be able to put it live in his films and actually have like great audio and actually make it sound, you know, live and good and not like it's just a recording where there's a, he's filming a live band or something. Yeah. It really sticks with that and that stands out to you. So I would definitely recommend Something Wild. This is a four and a half handcuff uh, movie for me. Because, you know, it's got Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta's big breakout debut. You want to see him. He's sexy. He's slim. He's got cowboy boots on. <laughs> I mean, he's making out with whoever the hell will let him. And I would let him. I'd let him handcuff me to any bed. Look, you got Jeff Daniels who, you know, Jonathan Demi. Yeah, he's Demi, really great in this yeah, too. Like he's fantastic. He's, he's a really, he's a true, uh, he's not just this straight guy who could be just this regular kind of cardboard character. He's very three-dimensional and Demi gives him this chance to shine, where I think back at that time, maybe Jeff Daniels was considered a serious actor, but I don't don't think he was considered for stuff like this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas, like, that's great that he was able to shine in this, and then the 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 beautiful Melanie Griffin, who is just, I mean, she is like a, and I mean this in a good way, even though it kind of sounds like a, an insult. She's sort of like this 
this like siren you know i mean yeah. she has this voice that as soon as she speaks and as soon as she the way she speaks and the way that she is it just sort of lures you in mm-hmm. and i think that really helps with the film because it makes you sort of believe what jeff daniels does because she just says it because you're just like well why would he do this but you're like well because how would you say no to melanie griffin especially at that time in her life in her prime so yeah definitely check out something wild yeah this ain't no mother's milk <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah definitely i don't think that's a uh uh, bash at her at all she is definitely uh, like a, a greek siren you know but yeah yeah something well because i know there's more to her than just yeah, how, how sexy is she is in her voice and stuff like that Does but that she definitely that might, like but, lures but, her lures you in by yes, her voice you know yes, that's like yeah, yeah. one of her like strong suits i mean she yeah she is beautiful too but like it's her voice that really like kind of captures you you For know sure yeah and just the way she yeah, talk, yeah talks to you on screen or whatever not me obviously <laughs> she's never spoken to me yeah. personally or you but yeah, yeah. on screen yeah, yeah yeah on screen yeah but anyway yeah something wild i mean i can't i can't deny this film i mean i, lo- I just love jonathan demi like this movie just solidifies like oh yeah he's a great director you know and he's not just he's not just pointing the camera and f- shooting things you know he's yeah. going deeper like he's getting no matter he's, what material he's yeah, he's got yeah he's getting things out of his actors you know like like i said earlier like someone could have just made this a natural lampoon movie and even thinking of silence of the lambs that that could just be some garbage you know like yeah whatever like the little things i mean pretty that's much, like you a know? whole other podcast to do we could talk about how e max fry's script could have been taken by a bunch of different people yeah, and studios just, and different types of directors and just been like done to shit yeah it could have been like some indie thing and it would have yeah. just been like garbage you know yeah or the quirk could have been turned up way too much yeah yeah demi knows how to yeah sorry I didn't yeah mean, but yeah. yeah he knows how to you know play play with that like you know like like we didn't talk about it but they uh one of the big things is the tone of this film you know where it's not like it's 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 all over the place but it's not at the same time it fits you know like it's all with, over the place in a good way yeah for like sure. it's just like it's serious it's, we talked about how serious and comedic it is but it just like it is kind of all over the place but it's demi just knows how to do that and control that and you know like he's doing it for a reason and it's and it yeah. and it elevates the film and all that but yeah i give uh, yeah and the chaos makes sense for the what's going on in the situation yeah you know that exa- chaos exactly. tone yeah yeah, yeah. sorry no yeah you're good <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean i give this four uh four demis i mean all day you know like i can't i can't deny something well i mean that's why we, i kind of chose it to bring to bring mary to the mob to the the cult and the chopping block and to see uh, if it's worthy of a cult, uh, criterion release well i mean honestly you know well, obviously we're going to get into it but yeah. something wild is obviously worthy it's in the collection yeah. and and you know even with that it out being with it out being in the collection i think it still is a worthy film mm-hmm. but mary the mob is very similar so you know i think it you know it might be worthy but let's hear what you guys yeah, let's say. talk it so mary the mob uh 1988 directed by jonathan demi written by barry uh strugate and mark uh mark burns and it's a mobster wife hates her lifestyle but gets a chance to change it when her husband is killed if the long island mob and fbi let her so that's kind of like uh well who's in this uh Old school Demi Jam. Oh, yeah. Well, we got Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. The beautiful, great, absolutely fabulous Michelle Pfeiffer. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is what I remember Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, this is like, I think, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I saw, saw, saw her or whatever. 
before like Scarface and I don't know Batman probably hadn't even come out yet for sure returns yeah and then Alec Baldwin too like I yeah we'll get into Alec Baldwin later yeah Alec Baldwin looking like Billy Baldwin acting like (laughs) Stephen Baldwin (laughs) yeah he's just acting a fool all around we got Matt Matthew Modine which is another like like this introduced me to Matthew Modine okay you know Full Metal Jacket is what I first saw with him I, yeah, I didn't see uh, Full Metal Jacket till later, but I always remember Matthew Modine in this film. Yeah. We got Oliver Platt uh, and the great Dean Stockwell. I don't know why Dean Stockwell keeps on coming in my filmography, but I love it. Yeah, he was in Paris, Texas. You yeah. brought that yeah. in one of your episodes in one of the back catalog episodes. Please check that out. It's available on and Spotify. Then he's in he's in Blue Velvet, right? He is in Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it is pretty crazy because Dean Stockwell is very much in like I mean, he's in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, and he's just very much in the zeitgeist of like indie kind of that sort of filmography. But you never think of him as that kind of actor. Yeah, never. No. You know. Honestly, the what Dean Stockwell reminds me of is fucking uh, Quantum Leap. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You That's know? what I've always thought of him as, Quantum like, Leap. And I love yeah. Quantum Leap. But yeah, you don't think of that as like sort of, oh yeah, Dean Stockwell's in Paris, Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dean Stockwell's in Married to the Mob. Like, yeah, oh, Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah like, oh yeah, he's in Blue things. Velvet. Like he's in good things. Like he's Wait, not... is he in Wild at Heart too? Or no, that's, that's uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm not sure. He might be. I'm not, I don't uh, know. I'm thinking of uh, the other guy in Paris, Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, yes. Not the other yeah, guy. Yeah. The fucking... <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. My brain's mush. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Married to the Mob. So, we're not even done with uh, all the characters. <laughs> all the actors that are that are in this fucking movie. Uh, Nancy Travis. Uh, and then Mercedes Rule. Yeah. Um, who else do we got? The uh, Vinny Chase's mom. Oh, yeah. Vinny Chase's mom is... Yeah, Mercedes Rule. Mercedes Rule. Well, I mean, we also got Joan Cusack. Yeah, Joan Cusack is one of the mob wives. We also have the great um, uh, Tracy Walter, who was in both films, Something Wild, as well as that. He is the uh, number one, you're my number one guy from Batman. He's Joker's number one guy. Yeah. yeah, isn't oh he's really good friends with Jack Nicholson, right? Yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of his like really good. Oh, that's why he's uh-huh. in Batman. Yeah, yeah, and then we also have uh, Charles Napier, who's also in both as well. Yeah, yeah, so, he's the um, chef in uh, in something wild, in and something in this wild, one he's the hairdresser. And this one he's a hairdresser for Michelle Pfeiffer, and then yeah, but, also the the waitress in something wild is in. Uh, while uh, married to the mob as well, she's the hairdresser who gives. That's gives, right. Uh, she does. She sings Michelle a song. Pfeiffer's she sings a song at the song, end. Yeah, wild thing at the end, and then she gives Michelle Pfeiffer the job, uh, cleaning up the beauty salon. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. stacked cast. Yeah, it's a pretty stacked cast. But yeah, again, let's talk about you know because you know we're talking about this cast here. He's got Michelle Pfeiffer in the lead, so that's another thing we can need. To, we didn't really talk about or explore too much in the first film and something wild mm-hmm. is that he demi is you know he's a demonist loves the leading lady yes uh jody foster and he gives them real roles they're not yeah. just and they might come off as the typical you know with michelle pfeiffer this could just be the typical like ditzy mob wife that's yeah. you know not three-dimensional and even the other side characters sort of don't aren't just this cardboard cutouts of those uh, prototypes. You know what I mean? He's able to give them all like personality, and yeah, that also like, has to do with the actors. Yeah, and like stuff. Dean Stockwell is not the t- 
typical mob boss guy. Right. You know, yeah. he's like he's tough and stuff, but not like in that regular tough kind of way. Like, yeah, you know? he didn't cast someone who has this. Uh, t- first of all, who looks Italian? Dean Stockwell <laughs> doesn't look Italian. You what know, what does he look like? I mean, you know, he sort of just looks like a dude from like the Midwest or something. You know, he doesn't have like a guess, like yeah, an right. Italian mobster look, yeah, yeah. where Alec Baldwin does. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. And Tommy, uh, Tommy does the character. I forget his the actor's name. Uh, Paul Lazar. Yeah, Paul Lazar. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he yeah. He kind of seems like a. Yes, side he does. That's yeah. He seems goon, like that's what you know? I mean. Like yeah. those other side characters that he casts, even the older guys, he casts uh, uh, Grandpa Munster as. Uh, oh yeah. As yeah. Uh, Uncle something. He's one of the <laughs> older mobster guys. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he could pass off as that. You know. Yeah, but definitely. It's like, but Dean Stockwell. I think which you know, and that's not a bad thing, you know. No, not think, at all. He's yeah. great in this film. Yeah, I think that that is actually a great thing because he he does stand out from the other from the Alec Baldwin's and all the hey, we, yeah. you know, was a meatball, uh, you know. He he doesn't even talk like that. Where all the other characters are kind of have that vibe. Yeah, he has a normal kind of voice, not even a Long Island voice. I don't even. He's just do. I don't know what he's doing. He's just being Dean Stockwell. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I mean, but not, it's not but, bad. But, right, it's not right. like it's a choice. Obviously, you know, yeah, he's not yeah. just be some like uh, there is that funny part at the end when he's having that dream and he's like in the like um uh like he's being pulled out of court or whatever walked out of court oh, and like he's yeah. doing he's like throwing all those jokes at him and stuff like he's like oh he put on a little ways like it's the bulletproof vet you know yeah, like yeah that's really i that scene is really funny to me it's just so good yeah and that's and that's another thing too is that he i guess you know what's really funny to say is that dean stockwell has a bit of charm in him and yeah, he, he d- sort of definitely. has this kind of, uh, you know, what is he called? Uh, Tony the Tiger is yeah. his mobster nickname, which is very silly. <laughs> but but it, that whole scene is very silly when uh, Matthew Modine's like when they're all walking into that uh, restaurant. Yeah, and they're and like stuff. roaring at him. Yeah, and they're like, uh, and they're all saying like everyone's kind of like mob name, you know? Yes. But this yeah. is before like Goodfellas when they do that whole tracking shot and like, you know, when they're like, uh-huh. oh, that was Jimmy two times because he says everything two times, you know? And like this is oh there's the cucumber Frank uh the uh what is the name Demarco you know yeah they all have like nicknames but they're all kind of funny and wacky and I think they're Jonathan Demme's going for going for that you know kind oh, of, of for it to be like yeah. kind of like dumb he, and like yeah it's supposed to be um kind of skewing tongue in cheek you know bit, yeah know? <clears throat> yeah and so yeah Matthew Modine is a cop and he's watching these mobsters Dean Stockwell Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin's wife is Michelle Pfeiffer. And so, you know, there's a, all kinds of uh, infidelities going on. That's what mobsters do. But, you know, as we talked with earlier, where, you know, um, something wild is about that idea of control, where you, you know, you don't want to let, you know, whether it's your job or money or anything like that, control you. Your family. That's, yeah, your family. Th- this is what this is here. Whereas Married to the Mob, yeah, it could have just been yeah okay it's just some wacky story about this mob wife who now she doesn't want to be part of the mob Mm -hmm. but the fbi and the mob are just like harassing her and just trying to keep her in that you know they just won't leave her alone they think she's something else like matthew modine like thinks like she's oh she's this fucking kind of messing mob wife or whatever right you know she's cheating on her dead husband already like you know stuff like that they think she's like uh deaning stockwell she thinks she's getting that dean stockwell yeah Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. They're. Uh, like. Yeah. She's. Yeah. Exactly. I said she's. Oh. I, I said that. The, I think she's deaning Stockwell. Oh, she deaned him already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, 
exactly like uh maybe that's why he was like why uh frank was killed alec baldwin's character or whatever but we know why it's because uh alec baldwin was messing with uh dean stockwell's uh mistress side yeah, chick just a you bunch know of mob italian infidelity yeah. the italians are infidelic <laughs> Is that how you would say it? No, they're just cheaters. <laughs> they're infidelic. Look, we look infidelicacies. You, you heard you heard about La Ventura. That's Italians. All they wanted to do was be horny and cheat on their wives as as soon as their wives went missing. Yes, they were cheating. You know, Italians just like I mean, look. We, yeah, as soon look, as as the other person's husband went missing, they're they're down for that's it. That's what I'm saying. Look, I you know I'm not trying to say it. I Italians are great. I love all Italians. I'm just joking. But you know. They like to get feisty. They like a spicy meatball, bowl. And that's, you know, cheating on their spouses and stuff like that. Not all of them. Mostly and, the men. We're talking the fun, about the men. The funny thing is they never eat a meatball. No. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. They, they don't have like a bunch of stupid. It's not stereotypes. Uh, yeah, it's not stereotypical all that stuff. stuff. Even though you know, some like, of them have those accents mm-hmm. and those names. Yeah. It, it doesn't, again, uh, Demi is able to elevate that material. It doesn't play into that. Yeah, exactly. This is another script that. In the wrong hands, it this could have been just a disaster, you know, and just like a forgotten film or like just looked back on as oh remember that stupid movie Married to the Mob like it yeah. was like it, Michelle I mean, Pfeiffer was in like, on you know? paper it should be a straight to TV it movie. doesn't work like it kind of yeah. doesn't work but Dem- Demi saw something in this and I'm glad he did because I don't know who else I would have liked to see direct this but I'm just glad Jonathan Demi did this you know for sure definitely and it's a shame that. You know that that this is not really readily available because if this was streaming on Netflix or Hulu or something, I think it would find a new life. It's just not. It's, it's just nowhere to be found, right? You can't stream it. It was anywhere. on Hulu I mean, for a while. You, you, oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. And but it's uh, Kino Lober released it, but that release is just. I mean, it looks it looks okay the transfer, but the spe- uh, special features are non-existent. It's the trailer, you know, like it's like. I would have loved to see Jonathan Demi talk about this film, you know, and yeah, all these yeah. all these actors, you know, like this, this like we said, this cast is stacked, like uh, everyone, like the the woman that plays uh, Karen, the like uh, the mob kind of mistress, she's in uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh right, you know, yeah, uh-huh. she's from that. Uh, like in Alec, ba- I'm, I wonder what Alec Baldwin would have to say about this. Like this is. Like, I don't a- really know if I want to hear anything that Alec Baldwin <laughs> has to say anymore, but yes. That, but yes, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Matthew Modine, it. I'm sure too would love. I to I would talk love about to that. hear about uh, what Michelle Pfeiffer's experience was on this film. Yeah, because what she thought when this role came to like yeah, to her, like know? why she took it and stuff. And yeah. because again, this is um, going back to Michelle Pfeiffer as um, you know in her prime, just uh, fierce, uh, sexy. This just is the, after Grease too. There, there's absolutely <laughs> no stopping her in this film. Uh, you know her hair is just fantastic her yeah. style is fantastic she's got these like these eyes that just like literally will cut your fucking cut you in half <laughs> and i think she again it's it's her and demi obviously but her you know she's such an underrated actress i think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really know, like think that she can do really deep stuff that mm-hmm. she's just sort of just Catwoman or yeah. whatever but, you know, and, you know, now she's just sort of doing stuff that, you know, she might get a chance to shine. But, you know, it's like Ant-Man and the Wasp or whatever. Oh, yeah. She's just she's like doing that. stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. really. Yeah. And I think Married to the Mob, 
you know, not on the surface is a, oh, well, that's a great performance. It's obviously not an Academy Award winning performance or anything, but if you look at no, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer and, you know, it's the same thing we we're talking about in the, your Broadway Danny Rose episode in terms mm-hmm. of Mia Farrow, you just don't think of Michelle Pfeiffer as some like bimbo, like Italian yeah, mob definitely. wife, you know, or mob yeah, mistress there's or There's like little parts where they kind of do play in that, play into that, but it's not like, it's not it's not for laughs or funny or maybe a little bit because when she's like a little oh, bit, i want a divorce bit. you know like yeah that's like kind of the only time where she's really like italian you know right and stuff but like her like the other mob wives are kind of playing into that a little bit but i mean i think that's they're supposed to you know it's not where it's like they're just yeah they're they're the they're the lackeys too you know so they are just gonna be italian and stuff like that and yeah and michelle fiverr pfeiffer's character is not that she wants to get out of this life you know right she's not trying to be that yeah yeah. she's not trying to be some like some mob wife bimbo yeah she wants to raise her son right and stuff like that and not be dealing with like you know oh everything we have is falling off a truck yeah like she's not trying to like have everything stolen she wants to have like an legitimate life she's trying to be a real person yeah yeah not just like someone on someone's arm yeah, you know, not just someone on Alec Baldwin's fat head's arm. But yeah, you could see that because uh, how handsome Alec Baldwin is, and then it's that whole like Goodfellas thing where she, you know, she just fell in love with that thing, you know, like she was whimsied by it or whatever, you know. And then once you get into it, it's kind of like you either stick by him or you kind of like realize, no, this is not the real life I want for myself and my son, you know. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer does. And this what... sounds real. This I don't know. What, this movie's funny, but it's like dramatic too, just like something wild. But well, it's I the think, same thing. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's not. Like, it's not because like I was just saying that we're we're making this film sound like maybe it's a little too like maybe serious, but it's not. It's like oh right, you I know, guess like, so. You know, but it's, it's a fun film to watch. Like you it's know? certainly not. Um, we're not what? as dramatic. It's not as dramatic as we're making it, but it it's is funny. You know? But it's certainly not. What's that one monster film with Michael Keaton and uh, Joe Piscopo? <laughs> uh mickey blue eyes is that what it or is? mafia no no mafia is the one with, oh joe uh, piscopo oh yeah it's I like an i don't old, remember it's like from the 80s or like 90s oh i don't remember i think it's like johnny b son or johnny oh johnny dangerously johnny dangerously <laughs> yes, yes with michael keaton and joe piscopo i think that one's more goofy that yeah. one's not to be taken seriously. That, where you, you could mix these, these two, yes. where you'd see the cover art kind of. You might of, think that it might be the same they, thing. They have that like drawing style of like yeah. the art and stuff like that, and it could yeah. be like. But it's not. It's, no, it's not at all. It's I, playing it, against those like uh, stereotypes and like you know cliches of mob movies and stuff like that. And again, it's because you know uh, Michelle Pfeiffer does what um, all great actresses have done, Marissa Tomei. Where they towed the line of what I call the uh, the <laughs> the chewing gum Italian woman acting, where they're just I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. that you know, and they yeah. they're able to be that character but mm-hmm. not be that bad acting. Yeah, they know yeah, how to definitely. be that character and give it life and give it you know like give it this where you're just like oh that's a person that's not just some stupid like uh, yeah, uh stereotype or whatever. you know like yes, of that person yes, yes. yeah, yeah definitely sure. yeah she's not you know like. Yeah, not, and not even a Vinny Chase's mom in it either. Yeah, not she's different. Side. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're very real characters. Yeah, the women that are like obvious, Vinny Chase's mom from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, like you know, like the standouts, like that aren't just like followers. You know, are like have different, bigger personalities than you know. Sure, uh, like Joan Cusack, and, yeah. and she's like one of the side ma like yeah. uh, wives. That's a little more, you know, bigger, but still, she's not. 
again, they're towing that line between that the chewing gum <laughs> acting and the actually being a real character, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what I love about this movie. This is one of those movies uh it was on TV like I'm pretty sure it was on Comedy Central all the time too mm-hmm. or just like one of those channels. It's where you caught it or probably HBO when I was younger, but it was like uh it was you know, you caught it when you caught it, you know, like I never saw it from the beginning till later and then and then realizing like kind of like uh, I don't know, it kind of informed my like humor or influenced me in a little bit like not knowing it, you know, just like especially i love one of the best things about this movie is the end credit scene yeah where yeah, it yeah. like it's really fun you know, it's showing like, like that kind of extra footage that it's yeah, showing those parts that they didn't really they show cut out to, yeah yeah, yeah. They cut out. where yeah they were kind of explains a little bit like oh wow like that's, yeah you know it's like like it shows you these different reactions of things like um oh, what is oh sorry keep going i'll, I'll bring it but up yeah later. no yeah it's one of the yeah it's just one of those films and then when i finally got to see it see it i was like oh this is it's still good like i still like this i you know as when i was a kid you know and just like when alec baldwin is like you know going into the hotel and he's like karen karen <laughs> like that's just so creepy to me you know it's just one of those things that stands well, out Alec baldwin is a very creepy person yeah, it's just like one of those weird things especially you know? if you think about it now in hindsight he's you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That, I I don't know. I just love this movie, and then obviously figuring out who the director was. Okay, like and all these actors who are in it. Dean Stockwell keeps on popping up. Like as I'm looking back into these films, you know, and like you know, these these are just things that stood out to me when I was younger, and they they obviously influenced me now when I'm older because I'm going back to them and realizing that oh, they were actually good movies, you know. Right. And I right. I I have taste. I'm saying. <laughs> No, no, yeah, no, that's exactly what that is. It really is that because something like this, I think, again, on the surface, it could be just a throwaway film. Yeah. A film that you don't even know that's directed by the guy who did Philadelphia. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the guy who did Signs of the Land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you, you wouldn't even know that. But when you know, if you know Demi Mm -hmm. and you know how Demi gets down, then you know that he he jumps all over the place and he can do something like this and really bring heart and character to it because you know i really do think that you know on the surface if you were to bring this mm. to somebody and you're just showing them the poster of married to the mob and be like this this should be yeah. in the criterion collection and what they don't you mean know that it. movie johnny dangerously <laughs> yeah and they don't know they're gonna just be like what the one with joe yeah. pishkapo you know like what do you what what, what yeah. are you talking about but but i think what's funny too is that if you look on criterion side and they have this great uh, the frequently asked questions where it's like, oh, what makes a Criterion movie? And for them, it even says, you know, we're not trying to be like high brow, artsy, fartsy mm-hmm. stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, they don't say that exactly, but but they're trying to say that it, they, it, it encompasses a lot of things. Yeah. It, it's about different films and how that um, how that that particular art is portrayed and how it's done. Mm-hmm. And I think Jonathan Demme, if he would have just continued to just create Make these comedies, movies, yeah, yeah he would have been a fucking pro. Yeah, he would have been like we would have had sort of our like in that era. It would have been like a, he would have been like yeah, a Judd I mean, Apatow kind imagine of. Imagine him directing Dumb and Dumber. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. doing stuff like that where he's bringing all like Jeff Daniels and Ray Liotta and all yeah. these people like back in like these not roles necessarily that are like comedic actors like, air quotes. Yeah, but. You know what I mean? They're supposedly comedies, but they're still they still have heart. They're still drama. It still can be intense. It still can be serious. Yeah, you know. And yeah, so that was something that you know when Married to the Mob came on on Comedy Central, I thought it was Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> I thought it was Joe Piscopo. Yeah. I thought it was you know uh, meatballs and spaghetti. 
you know, and chewing gum, yeah. you know, acting. That's what I thought it was. And so watching it again, actually really watching it uh, for you recommending it for the pod yeah. and really kind of sitting there and really being like, oh, shit, this is Jonathan Demme. So yeah. there's more to it than yeah, what it's, it's just, just going to be. It's yeah. not what it, the name, you know, like it's a, it's like it's a dumb name kind of, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you just have these pre- preconceived notions about it. It's a dumb name, but not really. Yeah, it, it isn't, you know, it isn't. Because, because that's sort of because it's a, the same things as like something wild where she doesn't want to be controlled by yes, all these things. It's, it's you know? a deeper meaning and it, breaking out of it. It's yeah. this idea of married to the mob. And even she says at one point, you know, the FBI is telling her to do all this shit. And she's like, you guys are worse than the mob. Yeah. Like you guys are about the same. Yeah. And he's no, we work thing. for the you know president of the United States, you know, yeah. so that makes it OK what they're doing. Like, yeah. So doing, it, it is this idea that like, yeah, I'm just trying to be my own person raise my kid right as a woman yeah and i have these fucking stupid ass men and these in positions of power controlling me yeah just okay so like yeah when she tries to go looking for a job there's where she just like at some like fast food restaurant some like chicken place i forget what it's called and the travis walters the the boss you know and he's like oh try on our uniform you know and he had you could dress in yeah, here yeah do it in my office uh, yeah yeah i'll lock and, the door you know and close and the these windows. stupid men still trying to control her you know and even like when she gets kind of betra- when when she does get betrayed by matthew modine because like he's he's undercover you know but he's yeah like, he's a cop but he's, he's like, like the he's... worst undercover agent <laughs> ever kind Absolutely. of you know yeah like just him like, and oliver platt just are like just throwing Dean's... on fedoras and hats just yeah. to be undercover but they always <laughs> like bump into mustache. them yeah like they always bump into the people and they say hi to... yeah <laughs> yeah and they interact with them yeah. and talk to them yeah and just like how dean stockwell is like he notices things but he notices them a little too late you know yeah, like way all, too late you know where like all these like he's like oh yeah like you know he's recognizing these things obviously he's recognizing things and like but it's just like oh you should recognize that earlier yeah he puts the pieces together way too late yeah yeah which i thought was on this watch i like really realized those things you know how matthew modine's like a kind of a bad agent like he goes on a date with her for christ's sake yeah he has to act like he wasn't drinking when he's saying oh i'm drinking club soda yeah yeah (laughs) he's got to like act like all these different things Mm -hmm. he's a plumber he's this like and yeah. like any and he's already been all that to the same people like over yeah. and over again he never even tries to like do it yeah it's pretty yeah, he funny. has the same like disguises or whatever yeah like, matthew modine is really great and that's yeah. another thing to bring up is that demi is out there giving people like jeff daniels and matthew modine who you know usually can kind of be known as you know obviously we know jeff daniels from dumb and dumber and squid in the whale yeah and you know like we obviously know matthew modine from full metal jacket and then now stranger things and a lot of different things but they're not they're not really um the guys who are they're, they're mostly like the straight kind of uh plain guys i think yeah and i think he gave them those roles but he still gave them those roles in a way that they were able to actually shine and not just yeah. be you know they, they actually can be uh, uh uh have fun with those those mm-hmm. roles you know yeah definitely that's yeah, that's funny too. When you bring up that Matthew Modine character, Mike Downey, the FBI agent, it was they really wanted Tom Cruise, and they rewrote it for him and stuff like that. And but he ended up doing Cocktail instead, and they got Matthew Modine, <laughs> which I'm really glad because I don't think Tom Cruise well, would fit course, in this film no. at all. Like, first of all, Dean Stockwell is a pretty short guy. 
Tom Cruise is shorter than Dean Stockwell. <laughs> so imagine that. Yeah. Like we need we you know no don't get me wrong. Look, it would have been nice to maybe have Tom Cruise work with Demi. That'd have been a nice maybe see how yeah see how, how, how it did. worked yeah yeah for sure. But we need Tom Cruise behind that bar making some making some <laughs> drinks <laughs> making some cocktails. I mean yeah. you know who knows maybe cocktail will end up on the collection we don't know. But yeah this is like seeing this film when I was younger it was like why didn't I see more of Matthew Modine you know like yeah, because yeah, like because sure. I saw this movie and like you know. I'm thinking like, why is this guy around? Stuff. You know, same thing with Jeff Daniels. Yeah, why weren't we seeing them in more prominent roles? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When they were younger, like, I mean, you see them in Speed, and uh, and Dumb and Dumber, and then I kind of even, like, I don't even remember him till, till uh, what's it called? Yeah, Squid um, and the Whale. Squid and the Whale. Yeah, he really. I mean, he's in stuff, but it, yeah, it's just. And then of... after Squid and the Whale, like, I feel like he really kind of came in. People realize they can use Jeff Daniels as yeah. something, you know. That was his renaissance, yeah, for sure. That was like the, that sparked the, yeah, like new life into his Jeff career. Venis- the Venaissance, the Danielsons, 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 the Danielsons. I don't know how yeah. you would do it. The Jeffersons, yeah, Squid in the yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. But this, but but but, anyway. but yeah, seeing him in something wild, really like you know, and seeing Matthew Modine again in this movie, like it's just so like, yeah, he's I don't know, he's just a fun actor. Like I mean, I liked him in Full Metal Jacket, but it just that's a totally different role, you know. Right. Yeah. And yeah. seeing him like in this is just like he's it, feel he's ha- like you can see he's having fun and he's comfortable in the role and yeah he and, he reminds me sort of of like a this is kind of a weird thing maybe comparison but he sort of reminds me of like a, a Ryan Gosling where he is maybe like the same guy mm-hmm. he's not gonna like you know transform like Daniel Day Lewis but yeah he's always dependable and that person that he's gonna act like is always gonna have something different mm-hmm. something like little things that are different you yeah, know definitely. matthew modine and married to the mob is not the same like you said in full metal jacket yeah and they're, they're you know they're pretty much plain guys one's a fucking guy who's in the army one's an fbi agent there's not really much on paper that you can maybe bring out from that but he, i think he is a very serious actor yeah uh, you know when you see like he's you know he's been in the criterion closet there's a video of him in there oh yeah 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 Yeah, he, you know, he's, he's a very wearing serious that bandana person. he's really yeah, serious he understands <laughs> he, he's, he's got white hair now yeah. and stranger things he's a very serious person i think he takes that craft seriously where even if the role is not this thing on paper that's oh i i, I gotta you know i i'm i've you know playing this very serious physical role or where you can actually see my acting you know mm-hmm. yeah but the same thing with ryan gosling you know and, and drive and first man these sort of roles yeah. that are very yeah these kind of plain subtle. kind of white guys yeah but they, they right do you know how to like <laughs> yes but that all that adds up to plain <laughs> kind of white guy yeah for sure but no they're like i don't know they're charismatic like matthew yes. Dean's charismatic you know he he's brings not something just else like, to it for sure you know yeah, just yeah. like uh like michelle pfeiffer's character like she says like you know i wasn't looking for a guy but then you just showed up you know like he was he's charismatic she's like he's a guy like you know yeah, he's he a just, cutie yeah but yeah i mean like and also that's the thing too you know you're you're michelle pfeiffer you're an attractive young lady yeah alec baldwin your husband just got shot he's dead <laughs> you know you're living this weird life you want to get away from those flashy mobster types you see matthew modine yeah working class guy you know he's yeah. a plumber like so that's kind of like at least that's what she thinks yeah and yeah so she falls for of course i i'm falling yeah. for him right now as we speak <laughs> look i i think there was like that chemistry that i think that yeah like matthew modine can have chemistry with anybody i think yeah that's true because you think yeah you think matthew i mean you think michelle pfeiffer and i don't know yeah matthew modine like, like i don't know i don't see anything but it works on it works in this film like i yeah, believe no, it you it know yeah. like because he's not he's like he's attracted to her but not he's not letting on that he is you know like 
and but she is like definitely more attractive like or just showing it more you know yeah because obviously he's undercover you know so he can't show it but yeah this i mean this is a fun double feature yeah something wild and married to the mob because again demi at this point in this time he's already passed the corman time so he wasn't doing the kind yeah. of b features but here he's very lively it's just fun it's it's like someone doing a comedy but again like taking it very seriously and doing it in a very serious way where you're yeah. just like oh um and just okay like great not, actors for it yeah yeah, yeah, like, but, yeah but, but also because every scene no no yeah. but every scene you're just kind of like well i'm not like busting up laughing but i'm entertained yeah definitely. i think that's kind of the best way to put it mm-hmm. is that he knows how to fucking entertain you like solidly like entertain you where it's just so fun to be watching these movies yeah he, de- he definitely takes you on a like on a ride you know like especially the way married to the mob begins is they kill like they they take a hit on somebody you know and the way it's shot is too is like so like like when they go in the tunnel and the red is just flashing in the back the black is just kind of like yeah, like it's exposed to it. Yeah, you know, it's very like, good. It's it's it, like that that train shadow, like strangers on a train or something. You know, yes, like Hitchcock, yeah, like you oh, know, yeah, like he's yeah. throwing that. Mm-hmm. Like Demi's always throwing that out. Like you know, like and yeah, and the he, way he uh, came from the Corman talk, camp, baby. Uh, talk Fujimoto. Like I just love the way like it's photographed. Like it's just like it's kind of I don't know. It's just real, but it's like it doesn't feel like this Earth sort of. You know, like. Especially these two films, they feel definitely like they're in the they're in the same like universe. You For know? sure, yeah, you yeah. know, just like because especially like the Jamaican like uh, like yeah, themes kind of going in the background in like yeah. New York, you know, where they uses both of those where they go to that that yeah. restaurant in this film too. Because they... David Byrne does the beginning song of Married to the Mob, right? Uh, yes. Or no, he does is that the score. Wild? He does the score in Married to the Mob. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if he maybe he probably does something in something well. He too. does the beginning yeah. song, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the beginning credit song. He yeah, something well yeah, yeah, from yeah, David okay. Byrne. Yeah, yeah. But this movie does the score. Like, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, like yeah, just all those like things going on. Like it's just like it's beautifully photographed. I love the way this, this these no, films absolutely. look. You know, both of them. They just look like so like I don't know. Like there's I don't know. There's something now like where you see movies like it just always has that too like clean look. It just looks so sure. like. And like films from the 80s and 70s and even 90s, you know, like going 90s and back, it just like has this like uh, the grain to it, obviously, and just like this different. Everything's not so perfect, you know. Yeah, like no, everything no. just looks. The, these two movies feel like old magazines. Yeah, these like old, like you know, where it just has that 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 bit of you know that little bit of dirt, that little bit of yeah. Fucking, uh, grain on it mm-hmm. but everything pops the colors yeah. pop it, it feels very much like old like you know uh, especially married to the mob feels like it's like you know when you look at back in that time when you looked at a newspaper and there was those pages that they just did in color yeah. and it just sort of pops and it but it still has that mm-hmm. sort of grainy feeling and it's still very that like the blacks and the bolds very like they mm-hmm. those still pop and those are yeah. still very prominent but he, he's still able to like add this again and and again you know demi demi gets down I, I think demi was getting high i think demi <laughs> was fucking blazing it for sure because he was listening to that caribbean kind of jamaican vibe yeah he was yeah. going with that and, yeah. he, and i think he loved those colors i think he really yeah. felt that vibe because again rachel getting married you know it just it feels very vibrant it's just it's alive like that like he's behind that camera and he's just like music uh personality soul 
like everything it, it matters in this like mm -hmm. color it, it, it like brings something together it's not just about oh we have to tell this story about this thing Mm -hmm. That's not that's not what he's doing here. And even, you know, because it's kind of crazy to say this because Married to the Mob, you, you don't see that right away. But mm -hmm. watching it with this, knowing that, and especially watching it after Something Wild, I watched mm -hmm. Something Wild first, yeah. watching Married to the Mob directly after it, I was just like, oh, damn, like, you feel Demi's soul in there. You feel that, mm -hmm. that, that, that vibrancy, that, like, that he, that he really just, like, loved everything. Like, I guess, like, culture, life, like, music color like everything it just feels very yeah that he, he, that he sort of knew every aspect of life which is really crazy i'm over here like acting like he's like uh you know some serious like foreign director like bergman or something but he really i do feel like especially with signs of the lambs now mm -hmm. that i'm thinking about these yeah. things that they were very, like he just understood life in a way where he just like i understand death i understand the vibrance of life i understand the darkness of death i understand yeah. both of those and i can put those together in a way in a lot of different ways i can make you sad i can make you happy i can make you yeah. fucking fear fearful i can make everything and he's just like i mean he's probably one of again we always talk about this you know we talked about it with woody allen in terms of american directors who really put a stamp on shit he's like the fuck he's like one of our best painters like I, I, that's how the only way I can describe how he puts these movies together is like a fucking painter. Yeah, definitely. Like how you're, t how you're talking about how he brings like every scene to life and like has this vibrancy, and especially uh, towards the end of Mary to the Mob when all like, like the FBI show up and like they they have Matthew Modine and all that stuff. Like he really ramps up the like, the intensity of a scene. You know, like, yeah. like I was when i saw it again like a while back i was like damn this like it just like he just like ramps up like you know where this intensity like it comes it almost comes from nowhere you know and it, it does, just like yeah yeah and it just like it just like like is an explosion you know pretty much yeah. like, it's like as as plainly as i could put it or as stupidly as i could put it it's just like it's just like this huge thing you know but i mean that's not even stupidly because that makes sense i mean you think about like the scene in silence of the lambs mm -hmm. where you know it's um anthony hopkins listening to that beautiful music in his cage where, where he eventually escapes and he eats those guys yeah. and it has that elegancy in it then it, and it's in it's yeah. it's an explosion of violence yeah like literally that's what it is mm -hmm. it's but I love the way he just does blood on people. It yeah. has like that kind of like B movie sort of like yeah, fake it's just, kind of look, but mm -hmm. it still feels very real and photogenic because it just looks beautiful. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Like the I feel like the best blood is a fucking uh, Peter Verhoeven mm. or with mm -hmm. Robocop and fucking Starship Troopers. Yeah, like no, the yeah, blood right. is just fucking like. But yes, John. Like that's what I like about this too. It's just like how the blood is treated, like and um, how yeah how it looks. It you know, it looks, yeah, real, but not real at the same yeah, time, you yeah. know? Like, it's just like those squibs or whatever they were using. For sure. Using, it's just know? very photogenic. Yeah. And and again, I think... Yeah, it he, makes it photographed beautifully. Yeah, definitely. Because he's not, like, uh, glorifying violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not he's at all. He's sort of showing it for that it's a movie. Like, it's like yeah. movie violence in a way. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, because when he shoots the guy in the head, like, no one's head explodes or anything. And they just have, like, a bullet. Like, you know, you see yeah. the bullet, like, you know? And then, like, a little blood comes out yeah. of the nose or something. And, and that's just very to me that that feels very okay like that sets a tone for me where i'm like yeah. all right that's cool like i'm loving this world like you said yeah. it feels like it's very own world it's its very own thing 
you know, married to the mob and something wild. That's yeah, like where the his, tone like this. It's a movie bit, it's, too. you know, there's reality and it's a, maybe a little bit above reality. Yeah, a there's little this bit thing, these, yeah. yeah, like weird quirks about it that make yeah. it like you know, it like stands above it a little bit and like not in a bad cartoony. way. No, no, yeah, not in a bad way, but, but very just much that. like yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, it's I don't know, like that's just something. Obviously, when I was a kid, that's gonna like attract me because you know you like cartoons or whatever. Definitely. But it's just one Fucking of those things. A. But it's so beautiful, like it's just so beautiful, like. God damn you, Demi. Where are you? Like that's yeah, why. R.I.P. Miss you. Seriously. I, that's why I want to see him talk about this film. You know, yeah, like it just been like. Great. And one thing I noticed too is they play that Wild Horses song. They do. <laughs> they do. Oh shit! I, I wanted to bring that up yeah, too. They... The Wild Horses song comes up. Dude, that, that's what I'm saying. He's a master at knowing what music works. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, so, so he, for two he different use it. So he's yeah. just like, oh shit! I could use it here in Science of the Lambs. <laughs> but yeah, for two different re- like you know like. Not really, like, two oh, very different, very yeah, different. But yeah, he's like, but I mean, like, uh, uh, Buffalo Bills, like, kind of like, kind of like doing this, like, uh, you know, like, kind of luring them in with that and like, luring sure. it, making yeah, himself yeah, feel a, sexy. Like a and thing. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, thing. like, she puts it on to feel like a little sexy because Matthew Modine's yeah. at the, you know, so it's kind of like, it's so She's weird that he's Matthew playing. <laughs> How he's playing with that, you know, and using that same song, you know. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He gets it. He, yeah, and he, yeah, he's a master at using music for that. Not just because, well, there's a cool song. I'm gonna throw it in here. Yeah. No, it's like tone. It like it's like you said. You you pick those two things out when they're two completely different fucking types of, you know, uh, um, uh, genres, yeah. uh, vibes of, of filmmaking. Even the mm-hmm. way he films yeah, Buffalo definitely. Bill with that song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean. Kevin Smith uses it, <laughs> but, well. but yeah, but but yeah, the, for sure. I mean, that's just. I mean, look, you. I mean, even with what you're saying, you're making some great arguments. Should we do? Should, should you give me your final? Tell me why this shit should belong in the I mean, cult, baby. Belong in the collection. I mean, Jonathan Demi just obviously belongs. He's a Criterion of filmmaker. Course. You know, he's of course. like earlier you were saying we're. We're talk. We're talking to him like he's a foreign film director, and mm-hmm. we're just like you know, like stunned by all his things. And another, I mean, we keep on bringing up Artur, or maybe I do, but I mean, just like Altman, obviously this guy For has, sure. yeah. you know, like he's not the same as Altman, obviously, but he's doing his own thing, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. why he's Jonathan Demi, and he can it's, do these things. And it is kind I, of the same thing, though, you know? as Altman, where Altman has little patches of movies yeah. that sort of are this certain style yeah yeah the and then certain, he changes like, yeah, it up changes yeah, it up. yeah yeah from from yeah from picture to picture obviously and and he just knows how to use a song you know like like at the end credits when he's using the that uh uh that new order song you know it's just like so fun and like oh yeah you know it's just like yeah all the songs at the fucking end are dope it's just yeah. he even uses a fucking pixie song yes you know? he does the pixie song yeah, fucking. What is the Italian mambo? Is it what's yeah, that one uh, song? Uh, mambo Italiano. Mambo Italiano, yeah, sung by Rosemary Clooney. They're just. I mean, yeah, it's fun, and it, it, it really like it emphasizes what you're watching. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, it is fun, and I mean, that's kind of I feel like one of my things is like I just want to have fun at the movie. I mean, I do, you know, with any movie I kind of see and I like, you know. But these movies just really bring out the fun. But also watching them again really brings out like there's themes going on there's like a deeper meaning behind just yeah. the, these comments like they can be just uh you know you say you could just say these oh there's just some dumb comedies that John, jonathan demi did in the 80s you know yeah and then oh when you did silence lamb that's when he fucking right but it that's up. not the case yeah, yeah. 
but yeah i mean like in both i mean and these movies are really similar i will say that you Mm -hmm. know but but he just did them so well like i think he learned a lot from something wild and he put it toward married to the mob you know for sure you know like just i can tell by the filmmaking just the way it's shot just like the characters like he knows like how to get these these things out of the script that maybe aren't there or are there and are just like you know amplified and so like i don't i just think every every jonathan demi film should be in the criterion collection and married to the mob is one of them well you know, you know what i can't argue with you can't argue with you. you made good points but also the movie itself and demi make those points so you know yeah. what i mean so it just it, it really was kind of one of those things where like okay married to the mob it's demi yeah. i don't think it's going to be bad but i don't know but what is it going to be you know yes yeah. but should it belong in the collection and right away when i saw that i was like man i would have loved a double disc release of something wild and this together yeah like on the same thing mm. you know because they, yeah, yeah again, they're great companions. Yeah, they're, they, they're yeah. fucking beautiful companions. Because like you said, it really does feel like that. It does feel like he took something from one film and he fucking just kept going with that. Mm, yeah. And he and expanded on it. And, yeah. he, and he really grew from that. And so, of course, Married to the Mom belongs in. Of course, Jonathan Demi, I like you said, I think they should really do like a box set of yeah, fucking they, Demi. And really just kind of have a booklet and, and these essays of going through those different periods of his filmography. Because... Yeah. It's interesting to see why maybe, for instance, you know, I think, you know, he did Signs of the Lambs, mm. which is kind of crazy. If you watch Married to the Mob and something wild, you're like, why would they let him do Signs and of then, the Lambs? And then the thing about Signs of the Lambs is that, like, that was a horror movie that got Best yeah. Picture, right? Yeah, like, he literally fucking, I mean, he sort of did what, um, what fucking uh, 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 Exorcist guy did. Yeah, uh, uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Fucking uh, <laughs> Frederick Frederickin. Yeah, Ro- William, William Frederickin. Yeah, yeah, William Frederickin. Yeah, yeah. So he sort of did what he did, where he sort of elevated that horror film mm-hmm. to this like next level, where they yeah. saw that there was like a person behind the camera. Yeah, they saw that there was someone who was really bringing the, something to it, and then after that, I feel like he might have just gotten the scripts he was getting with stuff like Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Beloved, where it's just kind of like this Oscar Beatty stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know where he really. You know, obviously in Philadelphia in those films he does put his style on there, but and that, it's not and Philadelphia it, it's, was a huge movie too. Like yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks was like oh, yeah, that was that's, he's it's a an funny Oscar guy. Yeah. Like before that he was doing comedies. Yeah. You know? And Demi knows how to cast him or get him, like yeah. or get these yeah, performances works, out of yeah, these people. He works with Denzel in Philadelphia great. Yeah. And then he does the remake of the Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate yeah. Candidate. With Denzel, yeah. yeah yeah get to know your denzel comes (laughs) yeah so so that's what i mean like yeah so i believe that married to the mob certainly belongs in it because of everything we've talked about uh going through this yeah for sure criterion let it in let's get a box set of demi yeah r.i.p to one of the greats he's a painter one of the truest greatest american painters artists of our time um and you can watch his filmography and and know that yeah, you can definitely us see say like, anything. We're yeah. just saying, but we're just spouting a bunch of shit out of our ass. <laughs> watch his films. Watch Married to the Mob. Watch Something Wild. Yeah. Get out there. Fucking get Demi. Become yeah. a Demiist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a Deminist. Yeah. I'm so glad you liked it. I was, I wasn't, I was uncertain if you were or not, but I mean, 
just because yeah it's married to the mob but it's no, good it, it's fucking like yeah i still it, that's why i brought it again because i realized when i watched it like a while back again i was like damn this is real this is still fucking good you know yeah and i think in passing some people you know if they're maybe if they just look it up look up a, yeah. Uh, yeah up on imdb or something it might be like oh what 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 why yeah. am i gonna watch or this but even the trailer like yeah is just so just yeah. you know follow me <laughs> at young jane fonda on instagram follow the criterion cult at criterion cult pod on instagram and at criterion cult on twitter but also get your ass out there and watch married to the mob and watch something wild because these are great films that honestly it'd be fantastic to see some married to the mob artwork yeah definitely. from criterion really hear people because i know there's a bunch of people out there who know this movie is good and love it as much as yeah. we probably at least as much as i'm starting to now because i know you where are those where are those it, demi where are those demi scholars at you know that's what like, i'm saying yeah i'm sure there is and, and i know there's be. people who yeah. know what this is about so yeah hell yeah thank you for bringing it it's in the cult mondo yeah. and yeah and follow me at save underscore mondo on all platforms i'm pretty sure twitter instagram the letterboxd and follow the criterion cult Hell yeah. Give us a rating. Give us a listen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know it's a little different as you, you know, as you know, it's yeah. just the two of us, but we're still talking about good films and that's all that matters. Yeah. We just want to get the word of film out there. Hell yeah. <laughs> See ya. Good night. <laughs>